You're listening to the God, God Life Culture, Culture Podcast, Podcast, where faith and what's trending collide. Welcome, welcome back to the latest episode of the Guideline Culture Podcast. This is Eddie. What's up, everyone? This is Miguel, and we are so excited that you are back for another episode of the Guideline Culture Podcast. We want you to take this moment right now to hit that subscribe button if you are not subscribed so you can be notified every time we drop a new episode. To all of you who are watching on YouTube or you're watching the visual, yeah. we want you to hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel. Be sure to like the video, comment, share, do all of the things that you should do. Yes. Eddie, how are you feeling today? You know what? Today's been an interesting day. Um, you know, it's like one of those days where work is going crazy. You got to rush here to get this done. Then you have 300 other things you need to get done once this um, we're done recording as well. But overall, I mean, listen, it sounds very cheesy every time I say it. But at the end of the day, it is the truth. I'm good. I'm fine. You know what I mean? Everything, all the big stuff are rolling in the right direction. So who am I to complain about the little things? How are you doing? Yeah, uh, I definitely hear you on just being on the go. I think it's just funny because every time, you know, we plan days when we're going to record and we kind of like schedule it out. Um, But they're always like those unexpected things that happen. And it just feels like every time we choose to record that day, Mm -hmm. it's just like back to back things happening. But um, it felt really good to come here. Yes. Right. And be in this space. Like many of you guys know, last week we released uh, our first episode for the season and we introduced the new visuals that Mm -hmm. many of you guys saw. It's up on YouTube and our Instagram reels and all those things. And our, uh, you know, new pod space that we're recording in. So again, it feels great to just, uh, you know, have this stability and be able to come to this space. And I think it definitely helps Right. And just uh, the craziness of the day to then be able to come here to do what we like to do and love to do in this space. So that's definitely awesome. I think what the good thing is that usually and we touched on a little bit on the last episode, um, since we didn't have a designated space, it was like we had to set up a table. We had to set up chairs. We had to set up mics. We had to do this. The process to set everything up took a lot longer than today. Just coming in, sitting down, just checking a couple of things turning on the lights and we're good to go. So even that in itself is great because it, it just helps things feel a lot more smoother, which then allows us to get into the groove of what we're going to talk about and all those other things as well. Yeah, for sure. And it's funny because a few days ago, um, and I remember, you know, when it happened, I was like, I got it. We got to mention this on the podcast. But, you know, I was driving with my wife and, you know, we turned on the radio and, you know, usually radio whichever radio station you're tuned into (laughs) they have songs on rotation yeah right so it's kind of like the same songs that you hear over and over again and unfortunately sometimes even in like christian radio um it feels that way where there's just like the same songs being played over and over again songs that i feel like have been playing on the radio for years yes you know what i mean so anyway there was this one song and the minute it came on it was like wait a minute like, mm-hmm. This is new. I've never heard this before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's this song called In Jesus Name by um, Katie Nicole. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because just hearing the song at first, you know, it definitely caught my attention. The yeah. lyrics caught my attention. Um, the kind of the the intensity of the song as well. And then the chorus and how it yes. says in Jesus name, um, you know, that I went and had to look it up. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, of course, if you're anything like me, you you hear a song like that, you go and you look up all the background information, the context, this, the 
you know, the singer, the author, whatever it is, whoever put this song together. And um, I was introduced to Katie Nicole. And yeah. funny enough, you know, her song, actually this song, uh, went viral on TikTok before mm-hmm. it was even on Christian radio, before it was a big hit. And it garnered like over 80 million views just on TikTok's platform. Yeah. So it was something that then a Christian record label actually mm-hmm. reached out to her and was like, listen, we need to get this song out there. We need <laughs> to get this song into the world. But I love it because, again, I think we talk often about the idea of starting where you're at, mm-hmm. right? And not worrying or not kind of fiending after having all of the resources and all the things right then and there. Sometimes, you know, if it's recording in your room, that's what you have to do to yeah. put things out there for right now, then that's what you have to do. And it was just great to kind of see that testimony and that confirmation, mm-hmm. right? And encouragement to kind of like get things started now. Um, but also the idea that something that started off as just something she put on social media is now impacting thousands and thousands. And I would probably say even like, you know, millions of listeners, um, you know, who are engaging with this song. Yeah. And it was interesting because listening to the song and then listening to her talk about the song and just reading up on it, you know, nothing comes easy. Mm -hmm. So even for someone like her, you know, she went through uh, a lot of difficulties, even with her health leading up to this time. You know, she had scoliosis. She had surgeries that she had to kind of endure. Um, And then in the middle of kind of her own health crisis, you know, COVID happened and she wrote this song during the pandemic. So it was a lot of things that, you know, seemed to kind of work against her. And even still, she was able to kind of put, you know, pen to paper and pen these words that I think are just amazing. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things where although it went viral on TikTok, it definitely spread on all, all social media platforms. Because uh, I remember months ago, it showed up on my Explorer page. Um, and immediately, it was like one of those things that you like repost and like put on your story and all that. Um, especially because I think that the message behind the song as well um, connects with people. You know, it was something where, especially for me, I think at that moment, um, her song is really a prayer for somebody else, honestly. Yeah. You know, she's praying for somebody else's healing, somebody else's liberation, somebody else's, you know, moment to come and stuff like that. Um, So when you yourself are going through something personally um, and then you stumble upon a video that is really just a music lyric video with her saying her voice is actually really good. I actually really like her voice. Um, It's kind of like impactful. You know, those are the things that when you're you're strolling on social media and just going down the black hole that stops you. You know, it's you usually get stopped by something visually because it looks cool or looks enticing or whatever, or audibly when something like that is just like really strong because obviously it hits it from the chorus, you know, yeah. right where the hook is. Um, you know, so I remember reposting it. I remember seeing everybody else starting to repost it as well. So I can understand why, you know, the the Christian uh, producers were savvy about we need to capitalize on this and like really get you out there to the masses. Cause like you said, you know, she hit her, her thousands on TikTok yeah. and her thousands on social media and all that other stuff. Um, but you know, there is definitely a, a population of people that aren't on social media that aren't TikTokers that aren't Instagrammers, uh, but definitely listen to a K love or definitely listen to a Christian radio station. And now this has given her that it has given her uh, uh, an extension, an extended platform to get her song out there. Yeah. And what I loved about the song, too, like you said, it's one thing for you to say things about yourself personally. Right. And, and crying out to God for yourself. Um, but the song is framed as if it were a prayer for the listener or yeah. a prayer for a friend. Yeah. And I think that's what garnered my attention. The 
the moment where I think we've all been there where we are praying intensely for a friend or for a loved one, right? We don't really know what to say. We don't really know, you know, how to go about things. We don't really have a solution or we don't Mm. have answers, but we just have the ability to pray. You know, like I've definitely been there where it's like, you know, God, I know this individual needs you. I know, you know, uh, what it's like to be in their shoes or I know what it's like to be in that position. God, you know, like give them what they need. Just be there for them. And again, there's something powerful when you can come outside of yourself and your own situation to be able to pray for someone else, you know, and that's what immediately caught my attention. And, you know, some of the lines, um, you know, in the song, she mentions, I pray for your healing, that circumstances would change. I pray that the fear inside would flee in Jesus name. I pray that a breakthrough would happen today. I pray miracles over your life in Jesus name. And it's crazy because just reading it, you know, mm. you're just reading lyrics, right? Mm-hmm. But just, again, the moment and just listening to the song, it's very impactful. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I, I was, li- as I listened to the song before that I'm listening to us speak about it, uh, a funny thought comes to my mind, which is, you know, have you ever been put in a situation where someone randomly asks you to pray for them? Or like they call on you randomly to go pray for them or whatever? This is a perfect blueprint, where to start where you're like oh my lord i don't know what i have to pray for whatever so these are like the key points that you pray over for someone and as you start praying these words over a person you know the holy spirit then takes over and then especially if the sermon kicks in and you hear the voice of god telling you to pray on stuff that are specific to their situation then you're led that way but sometimes it's not like that sometimes it's really like a blanket prayer that that person needs. And this is a perfect blueprint for it. So if you ever put in a situation like that, you're like, oh my Lord, I don't know what to say. You'll start reciting these lyrics and it'll get the job done. Right, right. And it's funny that you say that because the song, The Blessing comes on. Oh. That's another good song to have in your back pocket to just recite lyrics. Yeah, listen. But listen, I, I really liked, you know, her story as well because it was interesting. Um, she wrote this song after, or I'm sorry, before um, her whole diagnosis with scoliosis Mm. right so she had this song and she had a surgery and following that first surgery um she fell into a depression and was Mm. just very down and upset because of her diagnosis and her condition and they actually said three years later she went through another procedure to kind of like you know it was in her spine the surgery to like remove the metal rods and screws and that's where after that surgery was where she claims that she really felt God's healing hand upon Mm. her life and God's help. So it's just funny how, you know, she could have written a song about herself Mm -hmm. and could have written a song about crying out to God to help Mm. her. And instead she kind of looked at this opportunity, you know, uh, to pray for somebody else, you know? So again, uh, it's just a reminder to us that Mm -hmm. our situations and what we go through, we're not going through it for just nothing. We're not going through it just to go through it. There is a reason, you know, behind it all. And, you know, God may be putting something in you to share with other people. It could be through social media. It could be on a bigger platform or in a different way. Mm. You know, don't let fear stop you. And don't let the idea that it's not perfect or that you are not finished yet or that you haven't reached that place where you think like, you know, it would be acceptable or that or that, you know, you feel like you're recognized or qualified. Start where you are with what you have. Mm-hmm. And um, I truly believe if God is behind it, then we'll see situations like this where it will take off in yeah. its own way. And it will be clear to you like mm-hmm. this was the right move. 
Yeah, absolutely. You'll you'll see God's respaldo. You'll see his support, support um, yeah. in those situations. And, you know, the good thing also is that sometimes we have this fear of, you know, releasing things out into the world because we kind of think it's not perfect yet or maybe we need to work on it a little bit longer. Uh, but sometimes that's what's needed, like that yeah. raw, unedited version. Because uh, even with their song, like the song is definitely a little bit different. Uh, when you compare the version that went online, uh, that went viral online versus the produced version, you know, it definitely sounds produced. Right. Uh, but at the end of the day, it just gives you another opportunity to, like, tweak it if you want to. Uh, but sometimes even that uh, that raw, unedited version is exactly what God needs. Sometimes it doesn't have to be squeaky clean. Now, I will say that doesn't mean that now you do the things tirado, where it's right. kind of like, I'm just going to throw it out there if it hits, it hits. No. But there are times where we obsess over things where we don't allow God to allow it to flourish because we're too busy trying to make it perfect. When God is like, don't worry about it, I'll fix it. Uh, so you have to, you know, be wise and learn how to discern between those two moments uh, because it's important. Sometimes you do need to hold on to things and work on it. And other times it's kind of like, no, dude, you gotta let it go. Let it out into the world right. and release it. Yeah. And I think it, it just come, really comes down to intention. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, if you're you know, just doing it just to do it and just to get over it and get through with it, then that's the result you're going to yeah. get. That's kind of the fruit of that, you know? Yeah, but yeah. if your intention is pure and you're doing it like, listen, I don't have the best equipment. I don't have the best resources, but I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to try. Mm-hmm. God honors that. You know, speaking about intention, there's this thing that has gone, you know, it's like the new lingo for the last couple of years on, you know, how certain people handle relationships or responsibilities, right. and maybe even certain times on how you feel, which is the terminology of being ghosted. Oof, like, okay. If you had to describe what does it mean to be ghosted, or what does it look like to ghost something or somebody, what would it be? Um, I think to ghost somebody, it would be to stop talking to them, stop yeah. associating with them with no reason, with yeah. no warning, with yeah. no preparation or planning. <laughs> <laughs> Can I go on? Yes, right? you, go. <laughs> uh, you know, just basically, I think just uh, giving up on someone, yeah. walking away from a situation, yeah. walking away, uh, you know, from a friendship or relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think that more often than not, the term became popular because of dating situations yeah. where, you know, especially with like the dating apps, you know, Christian Mingle and all those other stuff that are out there. You know, people will start striking conversation with somebody. They will like link up or stride. I don't know how that works. Um, that all came out after my time. I was already married. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the idea that they link up with people and they start chatting and then the per- one of the people starts feeling like, yo, we got a groove going on. Like this person is really interested, um, interesting. I'm really interested in them. And then all of a sudden they stop responding back. Right. All of a sudden they stop messaging back. They stop answering the text, the calls, all that other stuff. And this person is left there like, what happened? You know, and the idea of being ghosted I've never technically been, I don't think I've ever been ghosted in relationship or friendships or anything like that. Um, but I can assume that those people feel confused. They're like, what happened? I thought we were like really jiving. Um, they maybe feel self-conscious. Yeah. Did I do something? You know, was, did I make a mistake? Did I offend the person? Was my breath smelling? Maybe they went on a date. I don't know yeah. what the situation was. You know, so they become self-conscious. They become embarrassed. And it also affects their self-esteem as well, especially in the dating world, I would think. Because if you're constantly getting ghosted, then it's the idea of, oh, snap, I'm the problem. What's wrong with me? 
But aside from the situation being a, a thing on relationships in reference to like dating, I think that friendships can get ghosted as well. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I've seen a lot of people ghost classes in college. They <laughs> 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 just stop going for, for no reason. Nobody knows yeah. why they just stop going. We see people ghost church. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, they, be like, it's been like three, four weeks. Yeah, I was like, yo, that. she was doing laps last Sunday yeah. around the church. And now all of a sudden <laughs> she's not here. What's going on? I need to, we need to get those sound effects. <laughs> like the bomb drop. We need to get Imagine. that. No, no, no. But anyway, so that I think, is there a, is there a, a way to maneuver ghosting in a positive way? Is ghosting itself good or do things need to be um, handled like straightforward, clear and concise? Yeah, I think ghosting is not okay. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't want to use the word never. Right. Mm-hmm. Because again, I'm sure someone can find a certain scenario situation <laughs> where it's like, you have to do that. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I think, you know, looking at it, especially from like, let's say just a friendship you know, perspective, I don't think it's okay. And I think Mm. there are also different levels to ghosting, right? There is the ghosting where you completely walk away Mm -hmm. with no type of response, nothing, just Mm -hmm. done. And then there's the ghosting, like a temporary ghost, you know what I mean? Where it's like three, four days, Mm -hmm. a week, two weeks, a month. Mm -hmm. And then they come back and whatever, for whatever reason, they, you know, tell you what the situation was or what they were going through or what they felt. Right. So I think each level and each scenario is different and requires a different response or a different reaction. But I think in general, the idea of ghosting, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. when someone ghosts an individual, a friendship or in a relationship, I think it's a way to get out of a situation without addressing the Mm -hmm. problem or addressing your feelings Mm -hmm. at times. It doesn't have to be a problem. It could just be something that you're feeling in that moment that yeah. you're choosing not to address with that person, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it's easier in people's minds sometimes mm-hmm. to ghost someone, to just drop them and walk away mm-hmm. than it is to actually go through the process of talking things out and yeah. going through the process of trying to clear the air, yeah. right? In my opinion, I think it's worse to ghost someone because I think it takes more work. Right. I think it takes work to, you know, uh, try to get the other person to talk to you. Like, why? Like what what happened? You know, uh, waiting for a response back like that lag time of waiting Mm. and just, you know, it's been a week. It's been two weeks. I don't know this. And they're not talking to me. They're not saying anything. They're not answering my messages. Right. I think there's more of an emotional toll when you ghost someone. Right. Or when you're ghosted, then if you chose to sit and have a conversation and go through with it, at least. By the end of the conversation, the hope is either we're moving forward or for whatever reason, we're not. And we're yeah. clear on that. Yeah. And I think that proximity dictates the level of difficulty for ghosting, because if it's someone who it's a you live in New York, they live in California, you kind of like online buddies, you just block them on all platforms and you're pretty much set. Uh, but if it's someone who's in your circle or someone who's in your church uh, or someone who's at your job or something, then it's a lot more difficult because you physically have to like bob and weave them so it's kind of like the service ended you're intentionally like trying to like jet before the person comes to speak to you uh so there is a lot of work that goes into it and i think that the reason why it's like you were saying the reason why people ghost uh people or situations in general is because they don't want to face the music they don't want to have the difficult conversations of listen you know if it's in a relationship situation is i'm not really feeling you i'm not really vibing with you that way you know and i just think that we're better off going separate ways they think it's better to just leave them ghosted um and i think that friendships i don't think that's something that people speak on about a lot the idea of how to handle friendship breakups 
You know, that's something that is difficult because especially if you've invested many years or months or time with these people to then be like, yeah, I don't think we're going down the same path anymore. So deuces. I think it's easier for people to do the gradual ghosting, which is that, you know, maybe they used to whenever somebody texted them, they would answer them right away. So then it goes from right away to a couple of hours to a couple of days to a couple of weeks, to a couple of months, and then they gradually get ghosted. Um, all because they don't want to have that conversation with why they feel that that match no longer works. Yeah. And I think in a process of a gradual ghost, right, we'll call mm-hmm. it that. I think it's also the other person picks up on it. Right. So if I'm the friend being ghosted Mm -hmm. gradually, Mm -hmm. I should be able to have picked up by week two or week three. Something's up. Something's up. You know what I mean? So it's also the responsibility of that person to have a conversation to follow up. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And let me tell you, any conversation on that level that you have with anybody, a friend, a spouse or whatever. You know what I mean? In regards to like what's going on between us, what's happening is not easy. Yeah. So I think that. Again, that is why it seems better to just drop everything mm-hmm. and walk away from a situation. Yeah. It is very hard to confront mm-hmm. something that is uncomfortable or confront something that you don't want to speak on or speak about. You know what yeah. I mean? And it does take a lot of courage and boldness to kind of do that. But again, it's like we could either sit and have this conversation and go through kind of, you know, the reworking of what our friendship will be mm-hmm. or... We can just ghost each other. You can ghost me, or mm-hmm. you know, and then it's like a whole different, you know, Bye. level of consequences yeah, yeah, yeah. and side effects yeah. from that situation. No, absolutely. You know what I mean? And I think that, you know, one of the things also, you know, we speak, it's our, it's our name, God Life Culture. You know, we spoke about the life and culture part of it. Um, and I think that as Christians as well, we go through moments in our life where maybe we feel ghosted by God, where, you know, you may be going through a situation and it's like taking a long minute it to resolve itself maybe you're waiting on a certain blessing and it's like nowhere to be seen um and listen don't rush through that point if you're listening <laughs> have you ever felt ghosted by god if you're watching us have yeah. you ever felt ghosted by god and i love that idea mm. because i think at one point or another we all feel like yeah. we have been yeah you know? absolutely whether and- it's like not in god's nature to just abandon us yeah as Christian as you are and as holy as you want to be, mm-hmm. there are moments where you feel like you are out here all by yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I remember um, a couple of years ago, you know, I was going through a situation where I think I, I, I be- abandoned was more like the, the, the word that I think a lot more people would um, uh, navigate or gravitate to because ghosting is like the new trendier thing. Um, but the idea of feeling like you're in the ocean swimming and you barely have uh, a life jacket on or something like that. You know, those are situations we've all been in and felt, you know, abandoned or like God is ghosting us. Even in the simplicity of, you know, this, the process you're going through is a process that's taken a year. You know, God spoke to you a year ago, but it's been nine months. It's been 10 months. It's been 11 months. You haven't heard anything from God. You haven't felt anything in reference to this. You know, everything is still, the life is still moving forward. So it's not like when you go through processes in life that everything stops for you to figure it out and then you get to jump back into life. No, life continues to move around you. So it's like, how do I navigate moving around in life while feeling like God has ghosted? Yeah. And I think that's like the big question. Yeah. How do we do that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I think um, 
at one point or another, like I said, you will find yourself in a place where you know all of the right things, yeah. you know what you should do, you know, you know that God is there and you know that he sees and you know that he's promised things. And I think even still, mm-hmm. right, sometimes the feelings get the best of us. Our yeah. feelings take over and we feel like, God, you said all these things, but where are you? Yeah, you know what I mean? True. Life events and life experiences don't seem to match up to what he said. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's funny because even in moments where I have felt, let's say that God has ghosted me or moments mm-hmm. where I felt like God is not uh, being as clear as I want him to be or yeah. being as, you know, uh, specific, specific yeah, as I go. want him to be, mm-hmm. you know, um, there's something inside that doesn't allow myself to really accept that thought. Yeah. You know? So I think that's where the hope in Christians and the Mm -hmm. hope in believers rise Mm -hmm. where, you know, we may feel this way. Mm -hmm. We may feel like, God, you have, you ghosted me. God, have you left me? God, I feel alone. But deep down inside that thought, you don't really accept it Mm -hmm. and you don't really live and believe and breathe it. You know what I mean? Because there is something deep down inside that has a hope Mm -hmm. that things will get better. God is there. You know what I mean? So it's like moments where difficult situations have happened and moments where it's like, God, really now this has to happen. Like, you know, and you just get so upset and you're so distraught and there's no clear answers and you really don't see like a clear purpose as to why is this happening to me? Mm -hmm. Deep down on the inside, I believe you know, you may have to search and you may have to dig for it, but there is still a hope that God does not ghost us. Yeah. That God does not leave us. That yeah. God does not let you, you know, fend for yourself and let you drown in your situation and just, you know, sit by the sidelines to just mm. watch you implode yeah. and dis- be destroyed. I don't believe that that's in God's nature or character to abandon, to mm. leave you and to ghost you. Yeah, unpurposefully. Because then, yeah. you know, I think of um, like people in the Bible who maybe have went through experiences or that could be like, you know, I'm like the poster boy for feeling ghosted. Um, and I think of like Job. Job was someone yeah. who was living an amazing life, had many great things, had a family, had this, had that, was the richest man at the time. And then all of a sudden, God has a conversation without him, about him, and he's put into a situation where he loses everything. And I think that Job is one of those people that you can look at in the Bible that although he was suffering, although he was hurting, although life around him was moving forward in a way that wasn't the most pleasant, we see that, like you said, he had this little bit of hope. He had this thing that he held on to that did not allow him to completely like give everything up and to completely be like, you know what? You did abandon me. You did ghost me. You're so unfair. You're so messed up. You know, these are all things that at many times we have thought of as humans. You know, where we have those moments, even though we're holding on to God's word, even though we're like, Lord, I'm not going to give up. But I do express that I feel this way, you know, but Job in the Bible, we see that he held on whether he only had an ounce of hope left, whether it was the size of a mustard seed. It really doesn't matter. The point is that it was enough to get him through to the other side. And I think it's important. And I mentioned this on one of our previous podcasts not too long ago, but the idea of being in your feelings, Mm -hmm. right? And I think a lot of times, you know, as Christians, it's easy to bypass feelings because we're mm. so used to, you know, the um, crazy faith, the crazy faith. We're yeah, so yeah. used to walking by faith that, you know, these feelings that I'm feeling right now, like I can't be feeling them. So I have yeah, to yeah. like, you know, believe and trust in God and all of those things where I think the difference is you can be in your feelings. You just can't stay in your feelings. Mm. Right. And you have to bring your feelings to God. 
So it's like the idea of you can be in your feelings and feel all of those things and that's okay. But at some point you have to bring that to him. Yeah. You know, you have to bring that to him. And I think, you know, that idea, you know, even Job's story Mm -hmm. where it was like he went through everything imaginable, the Mm -hmm. hardships that you don't ever want to go through. He went through it and felt all of the feelings. You know what I mean? And even when people around him were telling him to just curse God and die and all these things, he chose not to. And again, it was like that little bit of hope that he had inside of him. Mm. And I think it's important for us to recognize our feelings, Mm. recognize the emotional distress you may be going through or the feelings of abandonment or just feeling alone. Mm. But that little bit of hope that we have inside doing everything possible to not let it die. Yeah. Right. How could you let that little bit of faith that you have left, that little bit of hope, the little bit of, of light at the end of the tunnel that you mm-hmm. barely see, how could you keep that alive? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that is where we see many Christians and many believers at times who just decide to walk away. Mm-hmm. But we may notice and pick up on things like, you know, something's happening there where it seems like they're not, you know, who they used to be or mm-hmm. not believing what they used to believe. And it's that little bit of hope in life's toughest situations and mm. life's moments of difficulty that you don't pay attention to yeah. and you just kind of let it die. Yeah. And I think that it's important to remember, like, you know, there are times where we're like expecting, like we're waiting on a word or we're waiting on a promise or we're waiting on a blessing and we're waiting for it to unfold in a specific way. We've made up this completely like fan- fantasy version of how we want everything to unfold, everything to unfold. And when it doesn't happen that way, we kind of become, we block out all the other possibilities. Yeah. You know, and we see this in the simple stuff of like, oh, you know, we're, we're praying to God for something. And we're like, Lord, we really want that the lady that wears her bun a certain way, let her be the one to speak to me on this. Where there are times that God will use the lady with the bun to come and minister to you <laughs> about the situation. But there's right. other ways that God is speaking to you through different avenues, through different facets. You know, and we have to in those moments where you feel like you're holding on to a grain of, of, of mustard seed as your as your hope. You have to be open to all the different ways in which God can speak to you, whether it's audibly, whether it's in your prayer, whether it's reading the word, whether it's just sitting down in the middle of a worship session, whether it's in during a preaching, whether it is the most randomest thing. You know, there's a there's especially for people that have been serving God for a really long time. You know, we've heard many messages. Yeah, we've heard many preachings. We've seen many situations happen. And God has also spoken to us for many times throughout the years that we forget about. And sometimes you just need to sit down and reflect. And then all of a sudden, you'll get this random flashback about one time in 2007 where you were at a youth event and you received a word from God. And that alone is good enough to get you to the next day. But if you're not open to reflecting, if they're not open to being like, Lord, I need you to speak to me however you want to do it, just do it. Then you wind up being closed minded and you wind up closing out God's voice from speaking to you. And I think it's important to be, like you said, open minded also to where God may be pushing you to. Mm -hmm. Right. Or leading you to. Because I think oftentimes we don't hear from God the way we want him to. Mm -hmm. So in our minds, we're like, God is ghosting me right now. He's ghosting me. And we don't realize, well, in this discomfort that you're in and in Mm -hmm. this kind of confusion or in this state of not knowing exactly what to do, you know, what are things that are being open and available to you? What are things that, you know, God may be introducing to you to kind of take a step into Mm -hmm. that you're just here sitting back waiting 
for God to come through the way you wanted him to, but God is opening different doors or trying to lead you down a different path, but you're so stuck on what you wanted Mm -hmm. or stuck on how you wanted it that you're missing out on everything else that God has for you. Missing out on ultimately God's journey of bringing you to that place of what you want, let's say. You know what I mean? Because there could be things that, you know what, you want, and that's exactly what God wants to give you. It's just not going to be in the way you thought. So it's like, ultimately, the destination is the same. The journey is different. Mm -hmm. Do you trust God's journey to bring you to that destination? You know, do you trust his path to bring you there? And, you know, I I think we're all guilty of that, right? Wanting it to be a certain way, wanting Mm -hmm. it to look a certain way. And when it's not that, it's easy to feel like God's ghosted us. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, listen, you know, there's a lot of scripture in the Bible that speaks about, you know, Feelings of abandonment, like what do you do with those uh, feelings? You know, Joshua 1 9 says, I've commanded you, haven't I? Be strong and courageous. Don't be fearful or discouraged because the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So even when you feel like he's not with you, he really is. You know, Deuteronomy 31 6 says, The Lord your God who goes with you, he will not leave you or abandon you. You know, and a lot of times I think that especially for a seasoned <laughs> Christians, you know, those those Bible verses at the moment, it's kind of like, I already heard that. Leave me alone. I don't want to hear right. that again. Uh, <laughs> but it's kind of like you have to let it like marinate in yeah. your heart. Let it marinate in your mind. Let it marinate in your heart. And you'll see that it'll start to chip away at those feelings of abandonment, at those feelings of feeling ghosted, those that anger that rises up because of that as well. Yeah. And it's funny because I like hear our listeners and people watching yeah. asking, but what do I do if someone's ghosted me? Right. Oh, okay. So we're talking about God ghosting yeah, yeah. us. So we know that he don't do that. Yeah, right. Yeah. And a lot of times it's us and our perception. Mm-hmm. But now God is not like people and yeah, people true. are not God. True. So if someone is in a friendship or in a relationship where they feel like someone's ghosted them mm-hmm. and they actually cared for that person and love that person and, you know, they were close to them. How do they handle that? What do you think? What do you think can be done if you're in a situation where you have been ghosted and you've just been left there i think the realization is is that you make the attempt you try to reach out you'd be like hey so and so i really want to speak with you uh maybe you bump into them somewhere but like hey i really want to talk to you you know i just feel like we, you've been acting really weird with me uh but you really have to come to the realization of one or two things is going to happen one of three things number one they'll be honest and say listen it's x y and z Number two, they'll lie up the wazoo and be like, no, 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 we're good. Let's go. You know what? Tomorrow, let's meet up for coffee. And then they will meet up with you. And then three, you have to be prepared for them to be like, I just don't want to talk to you anymore. Yeah. And just leave it at that. And it's difficult because you don't know which scenario you're going to get. It's true. So it's kind of like you have the choice of being like, you know what? I feel ghosted and I'm just going to leave it alone. They ghosted me. It's their loss. Because I'm an amazing person. That's the way I would think. <laughs> I'm an amazing person. They're, it's their loss because they ghosted me. So I'm just going to let it be. Or you, if you want to confront them and speak to them about it, then you have to be ready to take in whatever is thrown at you. Whether it's the truth, which may be good or may be hurtful as well. Whether it's a lie that just leaves you with more questions or the possibility. Just be like, I don't want to talk to you about it. It is what it is. Just go your separate way. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think an attempt needs to be made. I think for your sake and even sometimes their sake, but at least for your sake to know that you tried, you tried to fix, you tried to restore, amend, you tried to have a conversation. You know what I mean? And ultimately, if, you know, because in my mind, an individual who goes someone, they wouldn't even, you wouldn't even get the first, second or third attempt. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because, or option, because they're just not talking to you. You know what I mean? So for the individual who's just stuck with 
a friend who's ghosted them and left them with no explanation and no follow-up. Mm. You know what I mean? I think after an attempt has been made and it just has not been successful for whatever yeah. reason, I think that's where you have to come to terms and really, again, it's like having that relationship with God to be able for, to have him help you let go of that. Yes. You know what I mean? Where you're not carrying that into other friendships and mm-hmm. other relationships and other, you know, blessings that God has for you. You know, I think the worst thing that could happen is for you to go through a situation like this and allow it to affect you so much where then you're closed off from that mm-hmm. point on, you know, and you miss out again on other opportunities or other blessings that God has for you because of an individual who was not brave enough to confront mm-hmm. the problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or coward enough, mm-hmm. right, to just walk away and not deal with it. Yeah, you know, randomly, I did think of, an, of a scenario where you may need to ghost someone. Um, and me. I think that there are friendships or even relationships where the person is just toxic. The person is just not getting it. They're not good for you mentally. They're not good for you spiritually. They're not good for you, whatever it is. And even though you've asked them, hey, I need a little bit of space. You know, hey, you know, let's, you, you're trying to like build that space and that barrier. They come in like a wrecking ball, a la Molly Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't get it. They don't get that you're trying to like build, even though you've spoken with them, even though you've done the right thing. To be like, you know, I need some separation. Sometimes after that conversation is had, you do need to block them. Right. You do need to like um, separate yourself. Be obvious about it. It comes off grimy a little bit when you're like purposely like, I'm not talking to you and you just keep it moving. Um, you know, and we see this be like relationships. You know, how many people have we gotten into a relationship and they have like a crazy, crazy ex-girlfriend or crazy ex-boyfriend, which is like this person that won't leave them alone. Uh, you need a restraining order, maybe. But, you know, it's OK in those situations. So like and maybe it's not considered ghosting. That person right. may feel like you're ghosting. They're like, oh, I thought we talked about it. Uh, but there are scenarios. So it's like you said at yeah. the top of the hour, you know, yeah. there may be situations where that is the, you know, that is what you have to do. But nine times out of ten, that's not the situation. Not everyone has a crazy person that's and trying even, to be their friend. And even when you have to make that hard decision to yeah. let someone go, yeah, and kind of cut them off like that, there's a way to do that. Yes. You know, and again, I'm sure people can think of crazy scenarios where it's like they don't deserve that. They did Mm. this. They did that. Right. But, you know, for the standard and like, you know, kind of normal situation, the generic situation, uh, a conversation should be had and that can be handled the right way. Yeah. You know, because, again, it's all about perspective and perception. Someone may think, well, you deserve to be cut off. And the other person would be like, are you kidding me? What did I do to deserve Mm. for you to? you know, treat me that way way, or feel that way. And it's like, no, a conversation needs to be had. I just can't ultimately decide, nope, you're toxic for me. You know what I mean? But again, anything that kind of disrupts your peace and Mm. your mental health and your relationship with God and your peace within yourself and other people and all those things, it needs to be evaluated, checked, reflected on. And you may have to not necessarily ghost, but, you know, cut off or distance (laughs) and put space between you and that other person, you and that, you know, group of people, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, in summary, don't be a ghoster, you know, put your big boy pants on or pick your big girl pants on and have those tough conversations, you know, speak to the people that you need to speak with. Uh, Just be clear, concise, to the point, it doesn't need to be a four-hour conversation. Sometimes it's like, here are my three points. This is the reason why I think that this relationship or this friendship needs to end. You give them an opportunity to speak. They may convince you otherwise. They may be like, you know what, I'll change and, you know, we can work on it. But if there's no going back, then at least you did your part and letting them know respectfully. That's the other thing. 
respectfully, don't go over there, you know, <laughs> acting crazy, <laughs> right. um, you know, and just handle it that way. That's the grown thing to do. And I think that's the right thing to do. Yes. To be like, you know what? You know, it may hurt. It may be difficult. But be like, listen, so that there isn't any speculation on why this ended and you're not walking around with like this wound that I didn't mean to give you. This is this is the reason. Yeah. And I'm sorry it went that way, but this is what I need at the moment. Maybe in the future, if you want to throw that out there, sometimes you don't want to. If you if in the future, maybe we can reconnect. We will. But at the moment, I don't need it. And like I said, you have to be prepared because that is hard. Yeah, that is a very difficult conversation to have. And you just have to be ready for it. And also having the hope Mm -hmm. that God does not ghost us. Right. And having the 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 confidence that although it may feel like he's not there, may feel like he's not watching, may feel like he's not aware. He is very aware. He is not like your friend that left you. He is not like that boyfriend or girlfriend that just dumped you and left you with no explanation. You know, he is God Mm -hmm. and he does not ghost us. Yeah. So don't ghost him, you know, wait it out. Drop. You know what I mean? Like don't then turn. We didn't even hit that point. We did did it. That's for next week's episode. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, but yeah, at times we feel like God has ghosted us, so we decide to ghost him. Um, and it's like, no, tough it out. You know, hold on. You know, he, like you said, is not human. He's not like everybody else. There's a reason and a purpose for everything. So wait it out. Yeah. Listen, I'm going to have to go back and listen to this episode and just let what we said marinate, <laughs> marinate. for myself. <laughs> no, but uh, but definitely. And we hope that all of you listening yeah. have been blessed and encouraged by this. Again, we speak on things that, you know, it's not like we're just so far removed from these topics, right? No. And these ideas, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately we're in it with you, yeah. you know, and we're all in this kind of, you know, uh, I don't, we're all in this together. <laughs> you <laughs> know? Yes, exactly. That's yeah. what I think of. Um, but if you are, you know, watching us on YouTube again, we want you to hit that subscribe button, like, share, do all of that. If you're listening to us on Apple, you know, subscribe as well. Those of you who um, don't know on Spotify yes. now, you can yeah, see yeah, the yeah. video and the visual on there as well. So definitely we are excited for all of the new changes and all the new visuals and everything that we have coming up. Be sure to stay connected because we have some special guests that will be joining yes. us, you know, um, within the next few episodes. So yeah. definitely it's something that you want to be on the lookout for. Yeah, so thank you once again for tuning in to the latest episode of the God Life Culture podcast. That's God Life Culture. Until next time. See ya. Bye.